This is the weekly sermon from Church of the Holy Trinity, a Reformed Episcopal parish in the Anglican Church of North America in Houston, Texas. Find us online at holytrinityrec.org. Find us on Facebook as Holy Trinity Houston, and on Twitter and Instagram as Holy Trinity REC. Enjoy the sermon. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The children of your servant shall dwell secure. This line in our psalm this morning speaks to the triumphal work of King Jesus on our behalf. We speak a lot about being secure or security in our day and age. No matter the direction we turn, we hear talk and read reports about the need for better and greater security. Whether we're speaking about borders, homes, energy supply, families, bank accounts, and health, we're flooded with discussions dealing on whether or not we're safe and secure. Many say that individuals are solely responsible for their own security. Many also say that the state is solely responsible for the security of its citizens. In the midst of all of this debate, though, Jesus coming into the city of Jerusalem to then go through his death, resurrection, and ascension as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, is often left out with nothing more than a deistic passing nod by many. The folly of trusting in treasures we build up here on earth is often seen by the links we go in trying to secure these treasures. As Proverbs 11.28 reminds us, whoever trusts in his riches will fail, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Is Jesus our king that enables us to dwell secure for all eternity? Or is it the state? Or is it it self? Do we hold on to Jesus as our redeemer that secures us for all eternity? Or do we act more as functional deists that think our security is ultimately in our own hands? This Palm Sunday, let us reflect on this last part of Psalm 102 to see the need for God's security over us for all eternity against the fleeting and weak security we as fallen human beings offer. Verse 25 of our psalm begins, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Verses 25 through 27 of the psalm is also quoted in Hebrews chapter 1, speaking about Jesus Christ as being supreme. Clearly, these last verses of our psalm are messianic, pointing to Christ, our Lord, our King, our Savior. In this light, the first verse here speaks of Christ's work in creation. As creator of all, as redeemer, we must know that he defends us, regardless of the threats we face in this world. The point we must ask in our responses to sinful threats of men is this. Am I fearing man to the point I no longer fear God? 
As Proverbs 29, 25 reminds us, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. When we start placing so much trust in self-security or security others can provide us, we can lose sight of the eternal care that only Christ provides. What matters most of all is our presence with Jesus Christ for all eternity. Too often when we place too much trust and a few years of ease in the here and now to the point we turn to make ourselves gods. We are all called to be responsible under his care for the matters he's given us. But with responsibility, though, is we must learn this. When responsibility leads us to leave God out of certain matters, such as ignoring his word, for us to be secure in a worldly fashion, we've gone too far, and we trust ourselves over God. In other words, if our seeking security means we have to disobey God in any point, we've gone too far. When we go too far, we also state, in effect, that God did not set the foundation of the earth and that the heavens are not his work. We state in such that we determine our destinies. Such language denies that God created heavens and the earth. We cannot have it both ways. If God created the heavens and the earth and has saved us by the work of his son, then we have nothing to fear. The fear of God should be our chief concern when weighing our responsibilities here on earth. Neglect is not the call. Also, over-trust in self or the state to defend us is not the call. As Psalm 20 verse 7 reminds us, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. The call is to resign ourselves to the love, fidelity, and service to Jesus Christ alone as we preach his gospel to a world that desperately needs his eternal security. Verse 26 of our psalm continues, They will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. While people in their sins seek to defend self as the chief end to their lives, they ignore the point that our lives are short, our lives are fleeting. Comparatively, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is eternal. While our earthly walk ends in death, he remains. While we wear out like a garment in short order, he remains. The issue is, do we pass away from this life, trusting in the arms of our dear Savior, trusting him alone, securing us to be raised up at that last day in a resurrection like his? Or do we pass from this life clutching on to self-trust? It is of great comfort to set aside our self-trust or trust in others, repenting of such idolatry to turn to our Savior Jesus Christ alone. When we seek God, we see the absurdity of trusting self. When we view all Jesus has done for us, that he rejected all that we tend to cave into, we can then rest in peace. Our Lord at the cross, as read in the gospel today, faced the same temptations we all face in the matters of being secure. 
Verse 41 records what he endured at the cross by his detractors that said, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. And the chief priests said a similar thing in the next verse. Too often when we face temptations as Jesus faced to save ourselves, it relates to sinful people trying to instill fear within us to shun patience and waiting on God to act. Within their taunting here in verse 41 was what Jesus knew would happen in three days after his execution, that he would rise again. We all too often give in to the temptations around us for security to be impatient. In impatience, we want to take matters into our own hands because we do not trust God and his timing for our lives. But we are called to trust in our Savior alone. He endured patiently even upon the cross when he was tempted to save himself. He died in our place to save us from eternal death. As he was patient for us to the point of death, we are called to pray for the grace needed to wait upon him. Much of what we encounter in life in terms of impatience are those lost in their sins that want, us to, to, that want to drag us down with them. Yet rebellion against God, even if it's in the majority, does not make it right all of a sudden. Just ask those that rebelled against Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb to refuse to go into the promised land as commanded by God. They had 40 years after that of wandering in the wilderness until they all passed away for doubting God would secure their place in the land. In their refusal to enter the land for fear for their own safety, they lost access to the land and perished in the wilderness. Our lives in Jesus are secured by him, by his finished work of redemption that saved us from a lifetime of uncertainty as our epistle stated, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. While this world tempts us to secure self or to seek others to secure us, we're called to trust in Christ alone. Verse 27 of our psalm continues, But you are the same and your years have no end. Just looking at a snippet of the last eight years of our own time, we see quickly that while Jesus does not change, the landscape of our lives, our leaders, and conditions change wildly in just a few short years. When we trust in self or in others above God, it is no wonder that we make things worse for ourselves. While God calls upon his people to be patient in prayer, waiting on him, the world calls us to impatience, which Paul addresses in Ephesians 4, verse 14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. There's a good reason Jesus stopped the storm on the sea that placed his disciples in so much fear. He showed that he cared and that he's in complete control even over the elements while our best efforts show us every single time that we are not in control. 
if we simply trust in his words that he is the same and that his years have no end. We can go about our lives in his arms of full trust that he will secure us for all eternity, no matter what man does to the body. Verse 28 closes our psalm with this. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. When we try to secure ourselves and deny God in the process, we find that we will lose everything. Trust in self is nothing more than idolatry. As Jeremiah 2 verse 28 reminds us, but where are your gods that you made for yourself? Let them arise if they can save you in your time of trouble. For as many as your cities are your gods, O Judah. In the ancient Middle East, the pagans surrounding Israel served and worshipped many different gods. And all of these gods had different varying degrees of worth given to them to ensure security in various parts of their lives. There were gods of war that helped to ensure and protect them from invasion. There were gods that took care of the crops and their secure food supply. The list goes on and on. Israel was repeatedly taught the tough lesson that only God cared for them and only God provided for them, keeping them secure both in their own lifetimes and in the future with their children. When Israel rested in the arms of God in this trust, we read that she was blessed and such blessings continued from generation to generation as long as they trusted in God. Yet when we choose to forget his care, we, when we choose to forget his security of us in favor of relying on self or others, we find ourselves back in dire danger. As seen throughout the prophetic books of the Old Testament, rampant abuse and injustice ensued when God in his word and his law was rejected in favor of seeking number one, in favor of doing everything that was right in one's own eyes. The example of wicked King Ahab in committing injustice of both stealing a man's vineyard and having him murdered is just one point. He is just one of many examples of the folly in ancient Israel of trusting in princes over God. As Proverbs 25:19 reminds us, trusting in a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. When God's law is removed from the equation, all that is left is the strongest wicked man or nation standing for a brief moment through their violence upon the weak. And such as we see in Holy Scripture, no one is secure. Ultimately, as we celebrate today with Jesus entering Jerusalem as king to then be unjustly treated and executed by the state, we see he alone atoned for our sins and yes, he atoned even for our misplaced trust in self or in others. No matter how much we try to save ourselves and gain security, we fail. It failed in the Garden of Eden, and it failed in trying to crucify the Son of God. We need salvation from ourselves and the damage we cause. Even though we may not want help, it is impossible to make it intact through this life without his saving grace and eternal security. We cannot even hope to gain enough power and strength for our own lifespans. 
It is only by Christ's saving work that can aid us in rejecting the fear sinful humanity tries to instill within us. We are called to cling to his assured hope that our bodies will be raised up as he was raised up to enjoy his presence for all eternity, the ultimate security. May we, as we embark upon this holy week, renew our resolve in our Savior alone. While we fade away and fail constantly in trying to secure ourselves, he alone secures us in his loving grace. May we firmly stand in his work of redemption that cannot be removed, that cannot be weakened. Let us ask for the help we need to remain faithful to God, secured by his eternal redemption, to bow the knee at the name of Jesus Christ. He indeed keeps us. He alone makes us dwell secure forever. Let us pray. O Holy Savior, eternal King of Zion, who with great humility and infinite love didst enter the holy city, enter into, we beseech thee, and take possession of our souls, and enable us by thy aid to triumph over our sins and lay our victories at thy feet. And at last follow thee into the heavenly Jerusalem with palms in our hands and joy in our hearts and praises on our lips, rejoicing in thee through a glorious eternity, O holy and eternal Savior. Amen.